This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 288. Joining this evening, oh, I'm your host, Brian. Joining this evening, Mac. <laughs> I always forget to introduce myself. Mac, uh, Mac. He, has, he has been your host. He has been. Well, you know, I, you, I've I got, racked. you're, Mac's my co-host. I have my other co-host, Ian. Hey. Hey, he got, he clipped off there. He got, he got very and, clippy. Uh, and my, help, my co-host is the persistent hiss of my oxygen. Yeah, well, you know, that's a okay. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. And, of course, you know, we have uh, the Mad Cat with us. Of course you do, and I'm not unconscious either. And <laughs> we have the dumbass himself. Hey, everybody. I'm here asking the questions nobody else thinks to ask. <laughs> what is the sound of three hands clapping? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm trying to come up with three something. Three hands clapping. Well, <laughs> well, let me borrow your hand. What? Let me borrow your hand. Oh, boy. Get over here. Get, get over here. Ow. I need your hand. Why? Hey, stop you. it. You know, this sounds like child right abuse. This sounds like abuse. <sighs> what are you doing to that kid? What have I done? Put it right Kid. kid. Okay. Just a moment. There. Can you hear that? Well, okay. Wow. Yeah, I can't hear that. Um, that was Ignore exciting. One. <laughs> that was three hands clapping. All right. Well, somebody call. Calling for abuse. Calling for abuse. I think one of those hands wasn't twinks. really participating in the clap there. <laughs> it was the middle of it. <laughs> All right. What is the sound of two wings flapping? You're going to throw I mean, your bird that, off your arm? This off is the bird, shoulder? right? Just throw, throw the bird. How's everybody doing? Well, I went out to the store. I was looking to get some kinetic sand that I that I didn't have to touch, but they don't actually are not selling psychokinetic sand yet. Psychokinetic sand. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, and we just had that whole psilocybin thing going on, and uh, that, now he's looking for kinetic sand connection. Mm. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with uh, Strange, Doctor Strange. Doctor. <laughs> well, he does psychokinetic stuff. Ian, when's the next book coming out? I'm still working on it. I'm uh, probably about a third of the way through right now. I'm liking some of the stuff. It's go- the directions are definitely fun, as always, with these characters. All right. Is there going to be a spinoff? Um, I I have a list of ideas for vacation stories, because that's so far the only spinoffs I've done. Um, But I haven't really felt the urge to write one. Uh, The next, mm. act- the next thing that will probably be released, actually, will be a collection of old short stories that I'm re-editing for as a collection, so um, not related to George Mind at all. Oh, so right. I'll probably have that out in a couple weeks. Okay. Well, anything else we need to talk about? Nope, my arm's all okay now. Okay, that's well, good. Really. That's good. I still have a little bit of ouch at the, you know, when it's up, when I put it up at shoulder level, but so it hurts when you do that. Yeah. Then don't do that. That's right. All right. Well, that. Let's let's roll right into it then. We've got a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, yeah, lot, lot, whipping. Lot. Yeah, we got whipping. We got uh, <laughs> we've got we've got uh, we got some scams. I always have some scams. I can always throw a scam in here. Uh, maybe we'll get to T Rex and his short spam? arms. Um, I don't think we have any T Rex stuff in here, do we? Oh yes, we do. <laughs> T Rex stuff. Well, that left over from last time. It's left over. I was, no, I, I was hoping that that Mac would Mac would take that one. Because that's, uh, that's, that's nice. right up his alley. Yeah. So anyway, so we got a bunch of stuff. But right now, you know what it's time for? It is time for... I'm supposed to do that, right? Yeah, no, go. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. Okay. Okay. It is time for... 
Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. You know, you, 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 you play your cards right sometime, and maybe Georgie Armand can sponsor that segment. <laughs> hey, that would be nice. I, I mean, it's I mean the the co- you're gonna have to, to you know I mean that 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 section the advertising there alone I think that that is <laughs> that's an expensive spot. Be, be, but. Because we know <laughs> we, we know place. Yeah, we know how successful the dumbass media empire became after it started sponsoring that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rolling it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do do. Uh, Georgie's voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But not Armand. Um, anyway, well, what's this that you've got here, Ian? Whipping the brain? You can't just yes. whip the brain. Are you the... taking the skull off and whipping the brain? What's going on here? The mind-altering hallucinatory states of BDSM. From psilocybin Exciting. to BDSM, people. Now, so, what, what, what forms of BDSM are we talking about here? Because it does cover like a wide range of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be... Uh, the article covers the Ryan. It even says, um, for those involved bondage, dominant submissions, sadism, and masochism, the um, vaguely hallucinatory altered states of consciousness, um, like I experienced in the scene, aren't only very real, but the reasons we do it all. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that about, doesn't, uh, that doesn't say anything. Uh... No cow suits? So the article, the article mostly seems to focus on top space and subspace, right? Yeah. So what are those? The article, subspace is the mindset where you completely surrender. The surrendering of your body, the surrendering of your pride, the surrendering of all these energies that you have ends up feeling empowering. So basically, you know, subspace. You're the sub in the case and you're kind of giving yourself out to it. To me, one of the interesting things about this article, it's interesting to read, but I really like, I can't ex- I experience most of it. Okay, Mentally, but let me, let me ask you something. Well, let's ask, let me ask you a few more. Subspace was so interesting. Star Trek really did not. <laughs> no, that's it, one thing mm, I loved about the article is, is trying to imagine the exact experiences because the, the, he does actually a fairly good job at giving you some of the concepts here. But you, oh. he's lived them. He's gone through them. He, you know, it's like really interesting to have that point of view of just kind of what. Um, but here's it. It's it's an altered state of consciousness, Almer. Like like you would enter. I mean, there, there's there's uh, chemicals in the brain that that during these scenes that you know during the whipping or whatever's happening that 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 a sub will enter that space, right? And there's an actual yeah. brain chemistry thing that that's happening here. Isn't that what he's getting at? Yeah. Well, it goes into uh, yeah. It's so it that's one thing you know we we had tried to explain this to people. But read the articles. Really read the articles because it is hard to really summarize sometimes. And this was one that where I found reading through. It's like, wow, this is some intense stuff. And I'm not sure how to summarize it, make it simple. But it gets into a lot of um, you know the state of mind being entered through all this. And it, it, he does go into the science of it. He does talk about the blood flow and um, how you know certain areas are. Um, Excited while others see a decrease in the blood flow during it in order to get into these certain states of um, arousal. But, you know, the consciousness that goes with these altered states, it, it's 
it, it's a pretty trippy article. It so, really what, is. so what is what is the cause? What, what's they have cur- a lot of crossover with like people uh, who do like improv and stuff like that as well. It, it, not that, no, that's so, an interesting connection. So it can include dumbasses cow outfit. Oh boy. <laughs> no, but so what's what's going on here? What I mean, what I mean, you're not you're not really doing this article justice because there's a lot of content I, here. Uh, yeah, well, trying to regretfully th- this article I found right after our last podcast, so it's been almost two weeks since I read through it all. So I, I, I apologize for not having it as fresh in my mind as I would like to have had it. It's late at night, and I'm naked, blindfolded, <laughs> and cocooned by by rope in a lover's bedroom in East L.A. Arms bent at the elbows and wrists tied together above my head. I'm completely vulnerable and helpless in this position, sprawled atop a chair where I've been spanked, flogged, covered in clothespins, and hit with a belt for close to an hour. Like wow. so? <laughs> you, you keep going, and this is going to be a totally different Late podcast than what I planned. <laughs> Oh, was that good? <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. No, that was great. Yeah, okay, so some of it, if you read it, gets more into you know we think of kink more as purely physical, but it is meant you know there is a lot of mental activity going on. It's a lot of brain activity involved. So wait a second. Uh, that I don't think of. I don't think as kink as is primarily physical because I think because I think that sex and and any sort of you know thing that is going on we're. We're, we're mostly mental creatures, quite frankly. Yeah. And it yeah, goes, they, it, it, you know, we, we were talking about the different spaces, the subspace, the top space. And it talks about how each one has its different effects on you, different feelings, different emotions, different um, things it triggers. But they're both um, in, in some ways connected in the. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they get into this. In the cortex? Reminding me of improv because the. Uh, uh, I've uh, recently taken in a beginner's improv class, and they talk about how, like, when you're on stage space, uh, that uh, things work differently. Mm. Sure. Like in the brain. Yeah. I, I used to teach improv. <laughs> yeah, and admittedly, there yeah. is. Yeah. If you think about it, within the BDSM, there, there is a level of um, acting going on, really. You're taking sure. on a role. Yeah. You, 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 you're getting into a certain mind space of being, you know, and, and that's one thing you often hear is, that the people really into BDSM that um you can't tell you know in the real when they're outside of the, their um sexual activity you know they blend in really well and so there is a certain level of you do take on different personas you you have these different personas you have these different and, and how dare um, these pervs walk amongst them <laughs> <laughs> well there's also you know there's all the sensations which go in there they're uh... Uh, their horrible perversity everywhere they go, you know? Hmm. So it says, so most often these feelings come about during what is called a scene, uh, the time and a space in which the, the bottom and the top play, where their energies exchange and they share uh, until practitioners find themselves in what is often feels like their own world. And while there are distinct and well-documented neural uh, neurological differences between the sub my uh, between between what the sub might be feeling at at this moment of uh, intense surrender often called subspace and what the top is experiencing they focus on and in control often called top space or dom space uh, these parameters state conditions that benefit both parties 
involved. Uh, one, one can often extend far outside of the scene and into daily life. Now, one of the things that the, um, and so the, I think that it's an interesting, you know, the, so they're, they're talking about, you know, the spaces that they get into, but the, the, the other thing that this article talked about was about the, about the health benefits of this, and they compared it to they compared it to other types of recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, so where where was kind that? Kind of a role play all the time. Yeah. In a sense, and it depends on what kind of role play that you get into is how exactly it um, it goes. And obviously, the, the the better reader here is is Madcap. But let me read this next section as well. Um, subspace is a mindset where you completely surrender. So this is what you were talking about, uh, Ian. Uh, they say that the surrendering of the body and the surrendering of the pride, which is going to be the mental piece and the surrendering of all things, energy that, uh, you have ended up feeling empowered. So that's an interesting point. So, so by surrendering all this stuff, you get, you you end up feeling empowered. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, a big part of being, submissive is you trust the person you're with and you have to trust them. Yeah. Right? You I mean, have that's, to trust yeah. them. So giving yourself over like that, someone you trust is actually, I can see that being a relief. You know, it's like, I'm not mm-hmm. submitting to someone who is bullying me and pushing me into it. I'm surrendering to someone who I, I, I trust to make this experience pleasurable for both of us. I, I, and I'm, I'm doing it because I, and it actually at times you want to let go. I can very much understand that you want to, I don't want the control. I don't want the burden that comes with it. But you definitely don't want to just give that up to anyone. You you have to give up someone you trust. So to go into that level of being a submissive definitely says you have a connection with the person you're with. Yeah. That you feel safe in giving all that up. You feel safe. I, I want to let that go. I, I want you to dominate me and just do whatever you want because it'll give me a freedom. And so, I you know, you could uh, if, if you start thinking of it, you know, and, and things like that. And the connection you have to have with the person, the trust and all that, you can see a much higher level of, okay, yeah, that could be very nice therapeutically. Sure. Take meditation, for example. The Mayo Clinic describes this as a mind-body complementary existence that can produce a sense of uh, intense presence, tranquility and relaxation in the body and the mind. It allows the world around you to fade away. Just like subspace, there are no choices to make in the meditative state nothing to follow except your breathing and nothing of uh altitude altitude i'll add a tune a tune to the expect of what is happening in the presence of the moment and the benefits of overlap too both the meditation and the civil space have been shown to reduce stress control anxiety enhance new perspectives and intense self-awareness creativity patience and tolerance uh kink is not uh, kink or not, it's a a safe. It's safe to say that there is almost exactly the same thing. Uh, it's just that I have a small one of them about that, though, which is uh, you know, how it, is it possible <laughs> to uh, to disentangle the the effect those, those effects uh, from the effects just of uh, having orgasm? Well, I I, I, I you know, I, meditation is a, a different. Well, I mean, I guess maybe maybe you, there's got to be some similarity. Right. But I but much like I think subspace, that headspace and meditation, those um, tend to be extended periods of time. 
Um, oh. And Whoa. orgasm is a is a is a much quicker thing generally, especially for men. I mean, for what for? I mean, you're lucky if you make it three seconds, right? And I'm just saying, like regular orgasms, <laughs> like experiencing uh, either uh, top space or subspace a lot, and going having regular orgasms go hand in hand with each other. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm just wondering how, how much, uh, interplay there is there between those two. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's an interesting, interesting question. There are classes out there that teach you how to reach orgasm just by breathing, just by basically meditating, just by focusing. Right. You know, the, the idea that meditation itself has no sexual relevance to it is wrong. You, you, you know, the, the, I, 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 I've watched well, yeah, some... certainly. I mean, like, know. people, people, uh, well, uh... Uh, teenage boys discover they can have orgasms without meaning to. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, it doesn't right, but, take much. Yeah, but it, yeah. what the Mayo Clinic is only making the comparison between the two mind states, right? The, and, and, yeah. and it's interesting. The, the thing here is that it's entered in different ways, right? You know, the mm-hmm. subspace might be interest, um, you know, becomes, it's it coming through that submission piece. But I guess meditation is also is also a certain sort of submission, right? Because it, because you're you're entering that you you have to relax enough to 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 enter that that space. Yeah. If well, I was noticing and, that uh, that like a lot of the uh, things uh, you were saying uh, that's uh, that uh, they're associating with the benefits of uh, being in uh, like subspace uh, are the are the same uh, as I've heard. A lot of them are the same as I've heard for like regular masturbation. Uh, yeah, I mean but, about. They're talking about uh, dopamine and endorphin release. Yep, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that mm-hmm. there's. I'm sure that there's also oxytocin in there. Well, but the other thing well, that they don't talk about that I think is going on here is that there's some mere neuron things going on between the 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 um the top and the submissive, right? Because they're talking about the energy exchange, and obviously there's no physical energy exchange, but I but the mere neurons could create that kind of a connection, I would think. I, it, it doesn't plus, talk about it here, but I, I kind of think that might be going on. Plus, the thing yeah. is, too, is that I think they're also concentrating on the factor that a lot of what sex is isn't specifically the body, but it's what the mind tells the body. Uh, for sure. instance, uh, if you look at some words here like, let me take you on a trip around the world and back, and you won't have to move, you just sit still. Can you do that in your sexy voice? <laughs> uh, so to, to clarify, when you're talking about BDSM, you're not talking about Bible disco- discussion and spiritual meditation. No. <laughs> or are we? Oh, you. Could I mean, too. there's I mean, just as much whippings going on, that. right? I mean, ca- I mean, going mm-hmm. to Catholic school. I mean, I, is there a difference? God is your savior. Uh. <laughs> Did I talk about your savior, Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this person is at the feet of the master. <laughs> sure is. Orange. They're lifting you up to some place. <laughs> anyway, th- this episode goes on. It's quite a long episode. I mean, we- we've co- we've covered some highlights here, but but it's really a much more in depth episode. Or <laughs> it's a much more in depth article. Um, it's it's worth a read if you're into that kind of stuff. If you're just curious, mm-hmm. it's worth a read. And and maybe maybe we get Mad Cat to read the whole article and we'll put that up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or did well, you want me to read the uh, the one about the T <laughs> Rex? <laughs> yeah, can you read that in your sexy voice? Oh boy, <laughs> this is a new talent that I didn't I didn't quite realize how good you were at. 
at this. Oh. Yeah. No, Who wants me to read a book for them? All right, let's go on. <laughs> Let, we we better move on. And let's unless there's anything else you want you want to hit the highlights on this article, Ian. Let's move on. We can move on. All right. Hey, you guys want to talk about uh, the position which you sleep in and what it says about your relationship? Sure. Okay. So I my, my wife and I looked at this and was like, oh my god, this is. I mean, this is stupid. What it is. <laughs> Okay, so it started out, but it started so that's how it started out, right? But uh, but I I think I can bring this back around to actually something good. Um, this this is the, the this article cites two sources, one of which is um is uh oh god, now I can't remember his name. Uh, Wiseman, uh, is it Stephen Wiseman? Anyway, he's done a lot of stuff for this, you know, a lot of skeptic stuff. He's a psychologist, but we'll get to that. But initially, what the what we looked at this. And it shows all these different sleeping positions, right? And this is the honeymoon position. And it tells you a little bit about this honeymoon position. Uh, this position tends to occur when uh, couples have just started dating. And uh, they have spent time apart from each other, yada, yada, you know. And so it show, shows them basically, you know, the, the, the man and the woman, you know, embraced sleeping. And, and it goes on. And then the next one is the, the, the two facing each other. And that's, that's called the, uh, the dialogue position. Um, and then there's another one called the stargazing position, where the the woman is resting in the crook of the man's arm. And another one of the cuddle, wo- cuddle, and, cuddle. And, and then there's the sweetheart cradle position, uh, where the woman is you know basically laying on top of the man. And and then there's another one where they're, they're sleeping back to back, basically butt to butt. I mean, let's uh, let's face it, there's some butt stuff going on. I'm enjoying this oh, from yeah. the future. Yeah, you're. <laughs> but anyway, so it goes on. <laughs> And I looked at this, and, and my wife and I looked at this, and I was like, oh, my God. this is." I mean, it, it reads like astrology in a lot of ways, you know, when it's predicting about how what what, what, your, what your relationship is like. And, or yoga. Or yoga. Well, yeah. the, and when the art it, style is almost uh, Disney-like. It is almost Disney-like, yeah. It, there's <laughs> some of that going on here. But what this, this – so, but this article – so, initially when I looked at this, I was like, this is, this is completely whack. Right. I mean, it, it reads like astrology. And here's the thing is that a lot of times the way the way you start sleeping is not the way you end up sleeping. People move, you know, when they're sleeping. Yeah. Right. And, and and depending on how warm it is in in your room. Well, well, for my wife and I will depend on how close we are sleeping to each other. Um, and if her butt is on you and it's freezing you. And yeah. I've, I've never been able to really sleep throughout a night with someone um, physically embracing me. I can't either, right? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you you start out, you know, probably maybe doing a cuddle, and then you go you go your own directions to actually sleep, mm-hmm. right? I mean, get off my hair, exactly. Like, so wouldn't it be weird to find a couple who just like get to get into bed straight as a board, uh, facing facing upwards, arms at their side, and fall asleep like that? Yeah. So <laughs> the, people that, but the, this article makes references to two other articles, and um, one of them is uh, is from the Daily Mail, and. The, the Daily Mail article is probably a little bit better, but still it's a rag, right? That And, and there isn't a lot of information here, but there is a psychologist involved, uh, Corinne Smith, Sweet, Corinne Sweet. And she dives a little bit more into what's going on and talks about the, talks about actual research that they've done with it, with these uh, per- positions and what, what it, you know, what people are, you know, like when they're sleeping next to each other. And, and, and they go through it and they talk about it, but, you know, ultimately it's like, don't read too much into this because, I mean, we see people sleeping in different beds because sometimes they get to the point where that's just more comfortable because sleeping is kind of a personal thing, right? Yeah. It, you know, and however yeah. you sleep or best it, is how you're going to sleep. So, so, so even and, and, we, of, and we should also say that nothing could be a medical thing as well. 
nothing wrong with that if you and your significant other decide to do that either. Yeah, and it's exactly. maybe it's not. Maybe it's not this. Maybe it's not this one. Um, another article talks about how couples will start sleeping in separate um, in separate bedrooms because um, we'll start out. It'll it'll start by being a medical thing or something, or the other person's sick, and you know, so the, the other person goes to another room to sleep and yada yada, and then they find out oh they sleep better like this. Right. And mm-hmm. so they continued to do it. And they, and they said, I think it was one in five couples in um, in uh, the UK sleep in different sleep in separate bedrooms. So, I mean, so, so the, I mean, there, there is some actual good research going on here in, in this in even even in the uh, the Daily Mail one that the other one just completely ignored that they just wanted to do kind of an astrology thing with, you know, with uh, with, with, with the way that you sleep. Right. It, right. It was, I, I just felt like it was I mean, it totally missed the point. Um, the other one. Uh, this one, this one is in uh, Medical Daily, and they and the, it's Richard Wiseman that they talked to. And if you don't know, if you don't know that name, and you're in the skeptical community, um, you should look him up because he's done a lot of psychological research. And I mean, he's he's an, um he does a lot of things. I'm sure, you were going to say shame on you. Yeah, I was going to say shame. If you don't know who he is, shame on you, right? Yeah, because because yeah, because he's done a lot of good research, and and he's you know he's pretty rational about things right and and knows you know and and knows where to draw the line but his article that what that what they what they what they were looking at and he, i guess he wrote a, a book about sleep and, and so i found the um midnight sleep midnight something anyway their article looked at how close people are when they're sleeping and that uh, and that, that there's two things that, that that they're kind of looking at if people start to, to drift apart over time Right, that that they show that that people that slept within an in, within inches of each other, um, what were were sixty six percent of the time said that that um, that their relationships were, um, oh no, eighty six percent of the time said that they were happy, and if they were more than thirty inches apart, they they only then and then it was sixty sixty six percent of the time that they said that they were happy. So there is something to to be said for. How close people are, at least when they fall asleep. I, I still contend that once you start sleeping, all bets are off, right? Because people toss and turn, and I mean, yeah, I I, I just think it's off. But and I you think, also got to remember that uh, you know it it even with these numbers, it's not di- diagnostic of anything. You it's know? not diagnostic Every of anything, hour. and ultimately that ends up being the point. But but the, but there there is some actual science that went into that initial garbage article that that they reference, but. They don't reference it with with any you know with with any real substance. The, the Daily Mail article and this both talk about some similar similar things about people how close they talk to each other, but ultimately, and I'm trying to maybe it's in the Daily Mail article. Basically, ultimately you can't read too much into that because there are other reasons that people might be sleeping apart, right? Yeah, and uh, by uh, by at least uh, their own reporting, even uh, when they're sleeping farther apart. Most of the time, they still they still report being happy in their uh, relationship. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, and then, but but the idea of that how you're sleeping, you know, when you, I mean, maybe, but I mean, I know that you know, my wife and I, fall, you know, we'll start to go to sleep one way, and she can fall asleep, man, and she starts snoring, <laughs> and once she starts snoring, it's like, okay, you got to go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and 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 if it gets too hot, man, I mean, it's, there's just all sorts of reasons. You know that that how you end, how you start sleeping is probably not how you're gonna end up sleeping. Yeah, you end up in the morning, right? I mean, and spooning is difficult because what do you do with the arm that's on the bed? You know, I mean, so there's all sorts of reasons that that I think that <laughs> some of these positions just don't make any sense. Get off my boob. 
Exactly well, right. Get off. I mean, yeah. So you know, and then there's the fact that some people are extremely restless sleepers uh, to the point where there's not a position, but you know, in some cases, even a series of kicks. Interestingly enough, that um, one of the articles talked about how men and women, men spend more time in like the first stage of sleep, and women spend more time in the second stage of sleep, and that affects the way that they sleep on the bed. I, I know that. I mean, uh, my wife, my wife. Can, I think she sleeps deeper than I do most of the time, and I toss and turn more than she does. And, and you can tell in the morning, you know, it, if I was tossing and turning too much by where the, you know, where all the blankets are. <laughs> but which one of you goes into REM sleep faster? Oh, she does. Absolutely. Is it truly REM or her just sleeping uh, just? Well, she can hit that. She can hit, she, she can get to sleep quicker than I can. I'm sure she's hitting REM before I am. So, yeah. So, anyway, so I thought, I, I just thought that this was, a, this was a good way to look at how, how so that how a garbage article actually can come from some from more decent articles, right? So somebody repurposes, you know, and they use this as source material, but what they come up with is just garbage. Yeah, well, it's called a, it's it's data mining and cherry picking. So, yeah, I, is it that or is it just you know somebody trying to make a? I mean, this this bright side dot me where this first article came from, I. I started trying to like an about me about this and trying to figure that site out. That site, that I mean, the site is like How a feel ads? good site, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Is it? I, I don't know. You know, I don't. Somebody that doesn't have an ad blocker would have to tell me that. Okay, <laughs> but they, you know, it's it's they're basically taking somebody else's data and repurposing it to make a buck. Yeah, that's what's going on here. And the site to me, I mean, looks. I mean, it looks like a WordPress site. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not, but I, I just, I think it's been around a while um, from, I guess, 2014 to 2022, you know, the, um, the copyright is sole publishing, the sole publishing. Mm. So I, I don't know. It, it was just, it, you a lot of this stuff on the site looks like, you know, kind of feel good, you know, you know, hack articles. So anyway, I wasn't impressed by the initial article, but some of the source material I was impressed with. So it was good that they did put the source material at in least, there. In at order least they cited their exactly. At least they cited their sources, and I had something to follow. And I was like, okay, you know, because because at first I was like, what, what, what the fuck is this? That's why I put it in what the fuck. But but it ends up that there is some actual legitimate research that they attach this to, and you know, and and you know, and I, I imagine that older couples and newer couples sleep in different places on the bed. You know, over time, you know, I, I'm imagining that that just things change over time, right? Your comfortability with the per people changes, and you know, and and things aren't new anymore, right? So, and uh, this research didn't actually cover like uh, uh, very specific, you know, positions and uh, in relation and, to one another. Exactly. That's the other thing about the research, right? Is that they, so that they're they're the the initial article doesn't it reads like astrology. It does, but yeah. it does have some. Some underlying. Yeah, but how many people are going to take concept. the time to go read the source material? Not many. That's yeah, the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. And and if somebody read yeah. that and went about their day, I mean, it it, it, I, it it does it does give more of a look of uh those uh women's uh how many signs of this does your husband have to make you think that he's cheating? How many text messages? does it take to know that your wife is cheating on you? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Just the one with the divorce papers. Yep. No kidding. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a, Oh, wait. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Crunch. 
I'm kind of curious about this Pledge of Allegiance okay. stuff. Let's talk about the Pledge of Allegiance. So here's the, the Pledge the, of Allegiance. You're the Americans. One of the Americanized, uh, creepier things. That you do here. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I would like to give you the opportunity to explain why you think it's creepy. Because um, I, I probably um, don't disagree with you. But I know exactly why. Understand, right now, here in America, the conservatives are telling us how horrible it is that the public schools are trying to indoctrinate our children by teaching them to be respectful of others for their sexuality and stuff. Right. And these are the same people that are trying to say that we need to force the kids to say the Pledge of Allegiance and have prayer time in public school as well. So interestingly enough, <laughs> I mean, the the initial um, issues with the pledge came from uh, religious factions, right? Here's the thing that Christianity is not this cohesive faction that they would have you believe. And yeah. and there's lots of uh, lots of different factions that have had issues with it. And, and the, um, we know, of course, Jehovah's Witnesses, right, because that's the big – fancy supreme court case but even before that the mennonites had issues with it there's a mennonite case where where the guy um told his uh, his kid um to you know basically you, you you're not going to do the pledge and so you can go into the school after the pledge and they and they and they uh they took him to court and they took him to truancy court and they gave him a fine and said nope your child has to go to has to go and she says okay he said okay and told his daughter when they when they tell you that you've um, that you know you that you need to stand for the pledge and, and you won't and they and they kick you out of class. Um, you know you can come back later whenever, right? Because then he figures he didn't kick him out of class. That you know the teacher did. Um, and so so there's there's a lot of stories there and there's other stories like that where other you know religious factions had issues with that. I take issue with the liberty and justice for all because they they act like that. Um, that's in uh like you know that's just ingrained in everything and certainly there isn't justice for all uh, you know there i mean there are multiple decisions justices depending on how much money you are and what color you are quite mm-hmm. frankly um so i take issue with that of course the under god piece i take issue with as as uh, you know i i mean and and i take issue with the whole pledge in in entirely this this idea that I, i'm pledging you know to the to to the, to the country when really i mean I, it's more patriotic to criticize the problems than mm-hmm. it is to go about things blindly, right? To, to talk also, about the issues. It's also to be patriotic if they were offered to do it, but they're told they have to do it, which is nationalism. You're, you're forced which is say, nationalism. You have to make this pledge. You have no choice. Stand up and make it. You're, you're not young enough to decide anything, but we're telling you you have to take a pledge yeah. that you don't understand. We're, we're going to have you just memorize the words and not get a, a, a single ounce of understanding of the meaning behind what you're saying. Well, and if you're pledging to the United States, does that mean that you're going to fight for it if, if, if a war comes about? Mm-hmm. And so if you're a pacifist, there's an issue there. And that was the issue that the Mennonites had, right? The fact that they were the pledging you know, to, to, the, to, the, to the state and the flag, um, that they had a problem with that because if it, because they're, they're pacifists and if it came to a war, they were not going to fight. And he felt that 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 by making that pledge, that you're pledging to defend something, whether whether you're willing to or not. And so there's a lot of reasons that that um, that the pledge is problematic. But on top of that, now there's some evidence to suggest that the guy who we initially thought wrote it, uh, Francis uh, Bellum, Bellamy, Bell- Bellamy, Bellamy, oh, yeah, Bell- well, plagiarized it from a child. <laughs> you know. It, it does sound to me like something a child uh, might have made up if they were asked on the spot to come up with some sure. sort of patriotic yeah. pledge. Mm. Just like um, um, with uh, liberty and uh, 
And so this is uh, coming from Hermit Meta um, on OnlySky.com. He's left Path- Path- Pathios now. He's writing on OnlySky. Um, and I, I, at some point, I'd like that we should cover some issues with that they have with, um, uh, with the old site that he was on. But yeah, so apparently... <clears throat> A gentleman by the name of, I think it's Frank, a, a child by the name of Frank uh, Bellamy, had, had written the pledge and sent it into the paper where Francis Bellamy worked, and they didn't publish it. But um, there is evidence to suggest that that, ple- that pledge was being used in a lot of other places prior to, um, uh, it, it, uh, to Francis you know, coming out and saying, hey, I wrote this thing. No, I guess my question is, uh, was... This child whose name was Bellamy, any relation to, to... It doesn't... I don't think so. It seems to hint that... No, it doesn't try say it, but um seems to hint... Because uh, remarkably named Frank um, E. Bellamy, which yeah. would suggest it was a coincidence. Yeah, it, yeah. So um, discover, the, the discovery may also um, vindicate a long-standing uh, disputed claim that the oath... Uh, actually originated in 1890 when a 13-year-old Kansas schoolboy, remarkably named Frank E. Bellamy, said that he submitted it to the uh, to a contest that was originated by Francis Bellamy, owned by owning uh, owned the magazine to per, uh, to promote America values such as patriotism. So he submitted to this, and and it was being used in in Kansas. Prior to him coming out and saying that you know he wrote this thing, which I guess was in uh, eighteen ninety, was it, it came out in eighteen ninety two is when yeah. he is when Francis Bellamy supposedly wrote this, um, claiming that you know he spent all this time you know coming up with this thing that these these twenty eight or twenty it was originally twenty seven words, and then he added you know a little something it was twenty eight and later the under God was added so so our, a whole entire pledge is thirty words. Uh, by the time you know, you add the under God, yeah. So it looks like so it looks like you know, one more thing to you know to have issues with the pledge is the mm-hmm. fact that um, yeah, it it's it's a uh, it's plagiarized from a uh, from Francis Bellamy. Well, oddly enough, reading the rest of it, um, it talked about his history with xenophobia and some of his claims that very much sound like modern conservatives. Uh, yep, <laughs> we're receiving the vilest elements from. Italy. From, from Italy, oh, right there, there, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so, it, all the other, he was okay with the, all the other immigrants because they were from the Western nations, right? They were from Europe, and you know, and then those people were okay. But now we've got all, but now we've got the yeah. worst of the Italians coming well, in. And same and then, thing that we hear from, you know, from uh, yeah. what's his, um, from, uh, from that Oompa Loompa that used to be our president, yeah. saying that, that 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 Mexico is not—they're not sending their best; they're sending their their, right. their rapists and drug addicts. And then from Poland and Russia, we got the Jews who will not labor with their hands, but choose to be parasites of tenement households and worthless vendors. It's like, uh, this is how many years ago? Wait a moment! <laughs> I, I swear this sounds familiar. I'm hearing something very similar from this from somewhere. Understandable that. Uh... Everybody was suspicious of the, of the Italians. I mean, uh, so much pasta. Why are they so crazy about pasta? Pasta's great. It is. I mean, it's suspiciously good, though. It's suspiciously good. It is really uncomfortable that we are expected as children to make this <laughs> pledge without thinking about it. 
right? You're not supposed to think about the pledge. You're just supposed to do it. And that's supposed yeah. to be patriotic in some way. And it's not. Taking the time to think about how awful it is is more patriotic than sitting there saying it blindly in class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is and, it anything? Uh, I, I, I want to say just on my feelings of it, I, I find all patriotism just creepy and nerdy. Oh. I mean, some people say that they're a good part of patriotism, and uh, I kind of disagree with them with their examples and stuff. I think well, it's just all jingoism you... and uh, silly squabbling. Yeah, you, you mean like this? I pledge allegiance to the flag of my country and the freedom it represents. Mm. I am a Canadian, a free Canadian, free to worship God in my own way, free to stand for what I think is right, free to oppose what I believe is wrong, free to choose those who shall govern my country. This heritage of freedom I pledge to uphold for myself and all mankind. Like that? Wait, do we do we have a pledge? Yes, we do. Wow. I just said it. <laughs> Wow. We even have it's, a song. it's much better than ours. I I'll, I'll give you that fully. Well, I, I much prefer yours to what we got. How, how did I never learn of this? <laughs> I do you, not know because we used to have to we used to have to say that in the morning at school. Hmm. And we used to have to sing the song as well, which hold on a second, where is that damn song again? Um But the, the idea of patriotism being something you have to have. You you have to say how great your country is just because you were born there doesn't work. You, I think the, the, the only patriotic uh, song that that I ever learned in school was like uh, I don't remember the whole thing, but it was like um, uh, "Land of the Caribou, Home of the Beaver, Where Still the Mighty Moose Wanders at Will." What the frick is that? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the no, in no, no, no. Oh, Canada, our home and native. We all know land. the national anthem because. But the, the idea that patriotism shouldn't be earned in any way is where most of these problems come from. And it's naturalism. It's like, it's, it's, you want me yeah. to feel proud of my country? Okay, let's do the right things. Let, let, let's get the stuff working right so that people are taken care of so there aren't issues. It's but, the blind I mean, patriotism. That's yeah, the problem. The, the blind patriotism yeah. is where all the problems come from. And that, that causes the vast majority around the world. But, but, this you know, but to Dumbass's point... You, to here's dumbass the thing. The, the, uh, uh, I think it relates to people, too. The people... Who are competent, who who do good good things and, and put uh, uh, good stuff out there. There, uh, they they let themselves be known by their works. They don't go around uh, uh, singing their own praise or trying to uh, uh, get other people to sing their praise for them. They they let what they do speak for themselves. Right, and that's how it should be. But and that's how yeah. the country should work too. Don't no. like uh, people should be. Uh, should feel good about living in a place that has certain values and stuff and does things certain ways without you having to poke them and prod them and say, hey, 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 tell us how good we're doing. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's just because you're a socialist anarchist that um, wants to destroy the system. <laughs> well, hey, there's a good meme for introduction of the United well, States of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the United States of Canada and to the Republicans, who we can't stand. <laughs> Your <laughs> own nation, ungodly, indivisible, with full liberty and injustice for all. What are you reading off of? Oh, it's just this uh, meme here that's about okay. United States of Canada. So that's all. In, in Texas, we not only that not only were they were trying to get you know kids to say the national pledge, right, the pledge of allegiance. Also, we have to pledge to Texas, and you know, if you're a kid in this country, uh, in this state, no, we had to. I thought the pledge Texas Pledge of Allegiance was a three-word one. Oh, remember the Alamo? Yeah, no. 
It's basically it's basically the it's basically the Pledge of Allegiance, but you're pledged the United States with Texas. That's basically. I thought it, it. only was one word. It's Run. not. It's not even. It's not even Clunk. well thought out. Oh wait, no, I'm getting. I'm getting a look. Am, am I wrong? It's basically. <laughs> it's basically the same. No, she. she I, I've got. A, I'm getting a confirmation. It's basically the same. It's like you're pledged. You know. Nope, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So there are a lot of issues with the pledge. It's racist. It's in and because uh, the, the guy who wrote it is a xenophobe, and uh, he was. Uh, yeah, he was not. He was not good. And uh, yeah, so and when, and when something comes out of that kind of a uh, spirit, <laughs> you kind of wonder about the rest of it, right? It's spirited, all right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it yeah. But here's the thing: is that I mean, we we, we do some things well in this country, like we build great bombs, right? The best oh, bombs. Yeah, you do. I mean, you even have in the yeah. middle of your song about the best the, bombs. The best bombs we make. We build the best bombs. But we got the best bombs. We got bombs like you wouldn't believe. That's right. Yep. But if you're exactly. trans, but if you're transgendered, we're 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 coming for you. Well, yeah. that they with got our bombs. bombs. And particularly if you're a kid, we're gonna make we're gonna make school as difficult as possible. And, and down here, if you get and if, ready to learn, if you get pregnant here in Texas, you're gonna have that child. We don't care how you got it in you. But it's coming out. Well, through birth. There's many ways. <laughs> through birth. Through birth. You're even gonna, if it kills you're, you. You're going to carry that thing to term, even if it kills you. That's true. Even that's, if it's dead. Oh, my yeah. God. The, 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 yeah. I think, we, uh, I think we should go further. I think uh, we all should adopt uh, uh, Monty Python's uh, 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 idea um, uh, based on uh, Catholics. Uh, every sperm is sacred. Yeah. <laughs> Ought to be treated as murder. Well, hey, there's so should menstruation too, then, uh, right? Skeleton too. Menstruation should be murder. Masturbation should be murder. No, no, no. The 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 the, the, that's a that's a female thing. That you uh, you know that doesn't play much. It's it's all about the male energy. Dumbass. (laughs) A while ago, there was a a preacher out there saying that a young woman, as soon as she starts menstruating, every period she has is an aborted child. I I remember that there was some preacher out there claiming that. Yeah. Oh, I would no. like to slap someone. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That, that's not uh, the misogynistic way. I'm going. I'm going a different <laughs> <one. laughs> Don't don't let my misogyny in with his misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> the, uh, right did on. anybody else read the the T Rex article? I don't know if I read yours. I remember uh, okay. reading stuff on it. All right, that's fine. So T-Rex might actually be three separate species um, study claims. So this is one study where people are looking at, looking at uh, I mean. Uh, and once again, all our childhoods have been shown to no, be a lie. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, they're, what, what they're saying is they're looking at different strata and they're, and they're looking at the bones that they're finding in the strata. And basically – if there, if it, if it's three different T Rexes, which is kind of what they're claiming, it's it's not it's not like the like T Rex didn't exist. It's that there are just three evolutions of T Rex that we're looking at. Would be essentially it. And so they're looking Doors at all over again, Brian. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're looking at they're looking at the leg bones, and they're and they're looking at different uh, um and and different bones, yeah and, and different bones. and different features and and they're seeing. Yeah, and what they they think that they're seeing stuff that they found in certain locations with certain features and pe- ones in different strata and with different features. The the pushback on this is is 
is pretty much that basically uh, we don't have well, number one yeah, the sample size is too slow is too small yeah exactly the this yeah. this specimen size is too small to say that we have three different you know distinct um you know versions of T-Rex right it's, and, uh, it seems to be more of a subspecies going along that yeah ages. that's kind of what that what they seem to be suspecting you know but ultimately I, I i suspect it doesn't go anywhere we heard the same thing remember with pterosaurus and uh, and triceratops mm-hmm. and i don't i don't you know i don't ever you know that that you know somebody put out an article it was you know they talked about it for a while and i don't think anything ever happened about it um you know, if more research start looking at this and saying hey look there's actually something here um i mean we'll we'll see but man 28 speed or it was it 28 28 you know different um and of course not all complete it's it's difficult to you know to i you know yeah the 28 specimens could be identified in distinct layers of sediment at the Lancian upper Maastrichtian formations in North American North America sorry which was estimated to be from between 67.5 to 66 million years ago and the paleontologists compared Tyrannosaurus specimens with other theropod species found in lower layers of sediment. But it's nothing like, you know, it's nothing like a T-Rex as opposed to a, um, damn, I had Edmontosaurus. <laughs> though that one's flat, that's a... Yeah, that's the smaller a, looking T-Rex yeah. creature that you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we so have the same... It's kind of, not. Yeah. We, so we, is, is saying T-Rex now sort of like saying Conyer? No. It's no. kind of like saying uh, just different... Uh, how you know, I, th- the... I think we're all failing to ask the important question, uh, which is: Are they able to use their our... hands? That, that is an important question, but my 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 more important question is: How will this affect our dinosaur erotica? <laughs> mm, yeah, now wh- wh- which which type of T Rex is taken taken by T Rex talking about? That's a really <laughs> good question. That is a good question. Wow! But it... but no, my, I didn't my think point, of that. My point, Brian, is that you say. You say Conyer, and you're talking about a bunch of different, a bunch of different birds that have similar environments and similar, similar shapes, but vastly different, uh, different coloration and different, different habits. In different and sizes, the same birds. as Corvid. Yeah, I mean, it, um, Corvid. Well, the Corvid is is the top species, and there's a lot of different types of Corvids underneath it. And, and so I, and, but Conyer is more of a catch-all, right? The, I think that there's different genuses in, in, uh, that they call Conyer. There are. Yeah. So is, at least, there's at least three I can think of. There's a Pyrura, which is where Odin and Tango are at. There's the Aratanga, which is where George is. And there is another one that I can never remember the name of. Okay. Think, so is yeah. this case of Tyrannosaurus Rex more specific, specific towards a Conyers uh, type of deal, or is it more like a Corvid with the it being the same underneath, just different? Well, the Corvids are actually yeah. distinct, distinct species too. When you're talking right. Corvids, you're you're really basically you're talking crows, ravens, magpies, jackdaws. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're all related. Yeah, right. Well, I'm saying I'm saying that that there are Conyers species that we call Conyers that are not related. Correct. So, which is this? This, is this, the this they're all related. related. They're all related. They're this all is related. T-ray- okay, so the T Rex is related. It's just a different spe- uh, a different 
set of qualifications under the original T-Rex that is just a little bit different, making it a slight bit like a subspecies change, a subspecies, yeah, or yeah. just or just part of the evolutionary process, right? I mean, right, that's, yeah, exactly. so, so yeah, so so like different. We have different, you know, um, uh, uh, human uh, evolutions, right? There's stuff, you know, that, right. that came before yeah. different, you know, pri- primates, so evolutionary cousins, right? Exactly. Right. And so this would be that same kind of thing, except for they have. I bet you they haven't drifted so far um, that they couldn't mate with each other, right? I mean, that's just right. the, the differences seem small. And it's, the other thing is that without DNA. If if we had DNA from dinosaurs, oh, we would know so much more, right? They, we, we we would be able to do, we'd be able to put the bed put this to bed, you know, much quicker by by taking DNA and and getting a genome. But we can't do that. Yeah, here. but it's difficult with uh, bones. No, it's in, it's, it's very impossible to even find. <laughs> no, it's they, possible. No, no, it's not. Yeah, they just not with something. No, way, not yeah. with this. Not with something this old. The DNA is gone. Right. Yeah, this yeah. it's been fossilized. Yeah, this is fossilized. There's no DNA. Right. Yeah, but if we had DNA from dinosaurs, what we would know primarily is that we could do it, but we never asked if we should. Well, there's that, right? <laughs> I mean, there, there, we was ask that, if we uh, should. There, some... there, was, what that, there was that one guy who opened up that park um, that uh, disastrously went wrong, but you know, we we nobody knows his uh, his uh, real method, so we haven't been able to replicate them. <laughs> yeah, hey, all we there's... know is that he, all we know is that he spared no expense. But ultimately, so the ones who have considered whether it's worth it, and their reference have been, what the fuck? Let's see. Here, here's the thing: is that, that this is kind of cool, and that and that we have somebody that's that's critically looking at this so closely, right? But mm. the, the question is going to be: Does the article get cited? And 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 and, and is it and is the idea strong enough? To that, uh, that other researchers are going to start saying, well, is there something there, right? Or does it just completely just get overlooked and we go on and T-Rex become, it just remains T-Rex, right? We, it, yeah, which I think just, is more likely. Yeah, it just depends on whether people think that uh, feathers are good or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, I mean, fe- feathers fe- feathers became, we, we ended up getting a lot more um we know that they had feathers, right? We know that they're feathered dinosaurs. That 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 became much stronger. The evidence, as more and more started finding it, uh, you know, we got that evidence. Well, well, well at, the, at the same point, there was diff- there was differences in opinion of that at the start too. Yeah, but even right now, like velociraptors, oh, yeah. Yeah, were yeah, the yeah. Size of, velociraptors were feathered and the size of chickens. Correct. And then they realized that the velociraptor was – there were actually velociraptors that were like, oh, my God, it's going to kill me. What the like the, wait, wait, hold on. There are velociraptors well, that are that what? big? I thought they were all the same size as chickens. I didn't know there was a velociraptor bigger no, than I, chicken. I don't think the, the, the bigger stuff is like, uh, the, the actual beast that you'd uh, expect uh, from the uh, Jurassic Park velociraptors, those would actually be more akin to Deinonychus. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I we'll see. I if, if they find more evidence, great, right? Because it because it is interesting. Um uh, but they yeah. I think they need a lot more to to substantiate their claims. Um or I mean but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other paleontologists are, are swayed by this and and uh it will become and you know, that they'll do more work on it. So, it's interesting. That is possible. I mean, there's a lot that can happen from now to wherever they go with this and you know, it's possible that there were things that were overlooked or underlooked. But I no, uh, there were things that were over extenuated where it should have been different, or things that haven't been seen yet. So, Ian, yeah, global pandemic death rate totals three times 
higher than reported uh, reported COVID nineteen deaths suggested study right. finds. Right. So I, I think I brought this up before about COVID deaths being higher than we um than our counts actually say. So every year you have a group of people that sit down, they look at statistics, they take the um the deaths that have been happening. You know, they look at the patterns of like heart disease, you know, deaths from heart disease, is it going up or down, deaths from car accident, all that. They look at the information and they come up with, okay, this is the expected death for the, the expected death amount for all these things for the next year. They do this every year. They come up with a basic thing. It's it's not as morbid as it sounds. It's basically saying, okay, this is what we are expecting to happen. And then they make sure that many deaths happen <laughs> one way or another. Well, but that's the thing. That, that, that's where the COVID comes in. Is So they look back at the findings of, okay, this is the expected death. Of, and you, the, as with anything like that, there is a margin of error. Right. So they're like, OK, if it falls within the margin of error, then OK, the year went more or less as predicted. Um, you know, nothing drastic happened to change that margin of error. But a pandemic changes that, that drastically. And so in the aftermath of the pandemic, they, can, they look at the death rate. OK, how, ma- how many deaths happened in this last year compared to what we predicted? Um, and. With something like COVID, you know, that's like okay, we can re- say that this is the these extra amounts of deaths, this really high um, excess number that doesn't fit with the statistics. What, what is uh, you know what has uh, has caused that? Yeah, you know, and that's a very logical thing to look with statistics. What caused this um, deviation? Well, with something like COVID, it's very obvious. Okay, we have all these extra deaths um, can be attributed to COVID for the most part. Okay, uh, well, let's look at that. H- how does that measure up to the actual numbers reported? Well, you know, worldwide, um, six million. So, um, to the end of 2021, worldwide there were approximately just less than six million people have died, have been reported to have died directly from COVID. However, the statistics show there have been at least 18 million more deaths during the COVID period than there should have been, which says that um, there were three times the amount of deaths, and the only thing that still makes sense is um, COVID. Uh, you, they, 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 you can investigate. Look I'm sure into this. There are like, other like uh, uh, confounding factors, though. Like, um, uh, like there, there would be like uh, that people are more uh, inactive, so they might be uh, more likely to develop issues because of that. Possibly, but or that like, wouldn't being able to travel uh, uh, as easily by plane. You know, you might have to use mm. your car more. But the other thing is, is that um, it depends on exactly how the deaths are recorded. Some. Some doctors may record it as specifically a heart attack when the person had COVID hmm. as they were going in into it. They had COVID and that's what caused the heart attack. But they won't they don't consider the COVID because it was a heart attack that killed well, them. Well, no, hold on. Hold on. On a death certificate, you list all of the factors, all the contributing factors. It isn't like you look at a death certificate and it says this person was killed by COVID. It says this person had COVID. Um, and, and they, and they, and ultimately they died of a heart attack. Right. But, and so COVID is just a contributing factor, right? No, probably, probably people right. don't die directly of COVID. They die, they die of, um, of contributing factors from COVID. Um, they, 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 they're unable to breathe. So this person's suffocated. Um, so, they, so, so they, 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 they died of suffocation, but, but it was the COVID that, that caused that. Right. So, so you list all of the contributing factors on a death certificate. It's not like you look at a death certificate and there's just one thing. Yeah. But so, first off, the dumbasses thing. So um, th- that is something they would look at and say, okay, how, do the statistics match up to 
more car accidents or anything, although actually there were less car accidents during that period because people actually were getting out less. And, right. um, so, yeah. you know, they, 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 they do look at that. If, if you're doing the research, right, you do look yeah. for uh, any con contributing So, yeah. So basically they, they didn't see anything that said, okay, this would give us 12 million deaths um, that could be contributed to something else. No, and they looked into the other stuff, um, like Brian was saying, what's listed. But the thing is, if you read through the article, they talk a lot about how uh, the areas just didn't do testing. They didn't know if the per people had COVID or not. Yeah. So those, you know, but suddenly there's this ex excessive death rate in the areas that, okay, well, no one was tested for COVID. We can't directly say, oh, we know for a fact it's COVID, but what else, you know, this, the, the sudden death, there wasn't an acceleration in death rate. There was a lot higher deaths than there should have been in this area. And we know COVID hit the area. It's just they weren't able to test it accurately to know. So it does go into a lot of the stuff you guys are bringing up and to how they do assess it. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty much almost guaranteed that we uh, worldwide, it's three times the, the amount that um, has been reported. And like here in the United States, it's about double. So we are not quite at one, one million deaths here yet. But in actuality, if you factor this in, we pro it looks like we have about two million deaths from COVID here in the United States. Yeah, because if somebody dies in their home... You you might not know that it was COVID that ultimately killed them. You're gonna you'll see the, they, you'll see a heart attack or something. Yeah. Did they cover the fact that um, the pandemic also reduced people's access to medical care? So they died of factors that they might not have necessarily well, died of. If yeah, yeah, that's another thing I was uh, so once again uh, about that, that if if they know the person had COVID, that should be on the death certificate. If somebody if somebody has COVID and gets shot. Then they died of the of gunshot, but a contributing factor may have been COVID because they because it's 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 possible that they were sick from COVID and that in that in that they would have been able to, to repair the gunshot and, and the person could have lived if he had if they hadn't if they hadn't already been uh, sick, right? So even a gunshot could potentially be COVID related uh, COVID related death, right? I so you were say that's that they got shot because they had COVID. No, and I was, I well, was in the I was south here. That could be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just part of some people's uh, some people's pandemic policies. You hear somebody cough nearby, bang, <laughs> and that's taking <laughs> social like, distancing oh. <laughs> to a, to a new level. The natural disasters. Is it, it, well, well, did, 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 when uh, there was that breeding spell, it mentions the natural disaster, and specifically yep. Brian State, Texas. Some excess deaths in Texas are the result of the blackout. And they're always mm -hmm. deaths due to natural disasters. Yep. That, that's always in there. And that's part of the margin of error. Yep. You know, they that's look at it and say, okay. Looking at. You know, and so, but that's still, even with factoring all that in, that doesn't account for the extra 12 million deaths that happened worldwide. You know, they, they do look at that. They very much are aware of, okay, you know, in, in this part of the, the country, this the deaths were higher because of this. But also at the same time, hey, guess what? This part of the country actually had lower deaths. So, you know. You know Ian, uh, there's heavy drinking in Texas, but anywhere <laughs> there's heavy drinking, there's going to be a lot of deaths as, as that are related to blackouts. <laughs> but but this this is one of those things that all these people that want to say it's a hoax, all these people that want to say it's fabricated, um, that the numbers are being inflated, people are just putting down COVID as an excuse just to inflate the numbers. It's like, it doesn't add up to the overall bigger picture findings that are happening. If, if what they claim was going on, no, there would not be 18 million deaths that were outside of the expected number. You know, it's you, know, interesting. you don't hear as many people saying that uh, COVID is all 
fake uh, anymore. I'm sure there's still probably people out there. There's but... still people out there saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's... I'm, I'm sure there's still people out there, but it's just like haven't really heard much uh, from hey. them since the beginning of the pandemic when they started. When they were you, you want a name? Trying to get into hospitals. Shirley Tenpenny. It's still popping up. And, mm-hmm. But like I said, the, the the science is there. The science is saying no. We had a pandemic. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, science, but, how yeah. dare you? Surely Tenpenny doesn't even believe in the in the you know the what is it the um the what is it the theory of disease um mm. what do you call it uh if you want to go back to the um miasma theory yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly uh yeah yeah um, epidemiology I think that's I, yeah that maybe that's what it is I I forget she's she's a quack yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's not like the theory the of disease. Sorry, was, the theory of disease. The, it's not like the COVID thing was made up just for entertainment. It was made up specifically to smear Donald Trump's sterling <laughs> reputation. So, and the whole yeah, world, yeah, yeah. the whole world is in on it. I, I still love that <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's funny well, about that. We talk about shooting. Re- remember what happened to the guy in North Korea that that had COVID? He tells it like it is. <laughs> In North Korea, you, they, they you actually better, killed the guy get, for having uh, COVID. Conspiracy uh, details about uh, how we're all uh, trying to make him look Donald Trump look bad. Oh my God! Well, he's suing everybody about it, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I, you know, and the the thing of it is, I understand he's upset about that because he needs no assistance. But <laughs> so, so uh, I, I, by the way, uh, you, you guys are attending the the whole uh, uh, child uh, rape thing we're having tomorrow, right? Uh, as uh, <laughs> as Democrat supporters. Oh, I thought we were supposed to eat babies. <laughs> you know, it's I've been trying to do that. Child rape these days in uh, in uh, basements of uh, uh, pizza parlors. Oh God! You know, I've been trying <laughs> yeah. to eat babies, but every place I go, when I ask them if the baby Swiss contains actual baby, I just get weird looks. You just have to order the jelly babies. Uh, and the baby Brussels sprouts. Mm. <laughs> and baby potatoes. All right. Okay. okay. You know, uh, I do know that. Uh, carrots, though, there's something weird about those. Well, baby carrots are picked by. So that's a child labor thing. But it, so this is a brief article, but it does go into where the numbers are coming from, where, where the bigger ones are. Apparently, um, there are more than 4 million excess deaths in India alone. Wow. So, you know, and the, the reporting so, yeah, issues. Yeah, and I understand the Indian government well, just uh, to, took the, uh, uh, the the very uh, interesting position of just ignoring uh, the pandemic. Uh, yeah. yeah. For a long time. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you, you wonder how this could have happened. <laughs> yeah. But it, and it goes into, you know, the lack of testing, the lack of reporting, all sorts of issues that come with a, a lot of the mentality of trying to deal with a pandemic. Because, it is a you know when you get to certain stages, it is a bit overwhelming to try and keep up with it all, and the reporting falls behind, the testing falls behind. You can't keep up with it. Well, and, and intentionally, know. some of the reporting was 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 made to do that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it was. All the, right, the, the denying of it happening. All right, do we want to talk about scams, or should we just move on and talk about uh, how uh, Fox News viewers were paid to watch CNN? <laughs> Fox News had to watch CNN. No, no, no. Fox no. News okay. viewers. Okay, let's do it. Let's do so, it. Yeah. Okay. So this is a, a, this is one of those studies that doesn't surprise me for some reason. Well, well because we have a lot of. Well, uh, go, go ahead. So, so this says that Fox News viewers transformed after watching CNN for thirty days. Report finds. So let's see what the um. Da-da. Okay, so they had seven hundred and sixty-three qualifying participants. 
Um, they were randomized 40% of the treatment group. Um, they were offered $15 per hour to watch seven hours of CNN per week during September 2020. So they, they basically they got a bunch of people that were like diehard Fox News watchers. They got every all, all the news from Fox News. So they forced them to watch them by they, no, they the didn't money. force them. They paid them. They said we will. They pay gave them you. money to force them to watch it. To, Not to, to force them. <laughs> I'm them to, yeah, <laughs> but they paid them to sit down and actually watch CNN instead of Fox News. It's like you sit down, watch CNN, see what they have to offer. Spend seven hours per um week watching CNN. Um, what was the response? The study found changes in attitudes and policy preferences about COVID-19, evaluations of then-President Donald Trump, and Republican candidates, as well as elected officials. Now, so, I'm wondering if it's, uh, if it's just a thing that um, if you're paid to watch a certain channel, you'll start to develop their views, or if, like, some, th- some might be, it might be, like, uh, a threshold thing and some might go too far. Like, uh, if, uh, if you paid a Fox viewer, for example... Uh, to watch uh, uh, MSNBC, uh, would would, uh, would they uh, actually develop some of those attitudes on there, or would it be too far? And would they just be uh, finding too many things to uh, criticize and complain about, and you know, go even far harder to the right? So, with, there are some books out there, and of course, anecdotally, right about um, about people. There's one in particular I'm trying to remember that her father started watching Fox News. He was he was a, he was liberal, and then he started watching Fox News, and he became radicalized. And so there are plenty of anecdotal reports out there about people watching Fox News and becoming radicalized, right? So it it, it does stand to reason that well, I mean. It, I don't know what you're saying because I mean Fox News is good at selling fear, right? When I mean that's all all day long, that's what they do. When I mean trying to listen to Tucker Carlson, you know, I mean you you come around by the end of that, I mean it's like, oh my God, the Democrats don't believe in you know, they they no longer believe in democracy, which is you know the one thing that Ted Cruz has been saying. But then but then you start, I mean CNN's more in the middle, right? So maybe I mean I I think it's a better place to start than maybe going to MSNBC. Yeah, I'm just wondering uh, if uh, if it would be the same result if you tried it with MSNBC or if like uh, the radicalizing effects of Fox News would make you p- people more resistant to MSNBC's uh, message. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I mean, we, we see people that want more and more radical news, right? And and because you know they, we see that that for some people Fox News becomes not radical enough for them, right? And they move over to Newsmax and OAN. Right. And, and could you get those people to even watch CNN, right? Mm-hmm. At what part of the spectrum does this become, um, you know, not even effective? But I, 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 I'm, I, I'm happy if we can just get people to become, you know, a little bit more moderate in their views and, 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 and listen to what CNN has to say, right? They're not always right. They're, they're not always wrong. I mean, they're, they're right. you know, I mean, they're. So the solution is to pay people to watch CNN. Yes, that that's that. I I can't think of any other solution other than paying people to watch CNN. That's it. We just got to pay everybody that that watches Fox News fifteen bucks an hour to watch CNN every week and get them watching seven hours of that during prime time instead of watching you know whatever they would normally watch on Fox News. But it, it so one of the parts of the um study says the participants conclu- they, they themselves concluded that Fox concealed negative information about Trump. And that partisan media does not only present its side, um, media does not only present its side an electoral advantage. It may present a challenge for democratic accountability. So that was actually being the, the participants themselves forming those conclusions after being exposed. So 
does that say that it, it just the uh, biases one way or the other shaping the mind, or does it say something like CNN is giving them a bit more knowledge so they can come to better conclusions? I, I hope so. I mean, because you said that if if we can get people to just think about things a little bit more, I, I feel like yeah. you know if they're willing to evaluate it a little bit more, you know, I don't know. And I do think the Fox News watchers are generally more likely to only watch Fox News and right. be stubborn. And except I'm only getting it from that source because I trust them 100%. And because you do see videos where they get violent if you try and suggest, if you actually go to them and say, hey, actually, you do know that what you're saying is has been proven wrong? Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, I, I heard it on Fox News. I know it's right. There's, a, no, there's a cognitive to... dissonance every time when, when that yeah. happens to them, right? And it, and it took how? But how long did the study run? I mean, how, how many hours did it take for them to finally be disabused of that? Because you can you can imagine that initially that that's how they were, but then you know as as they as they got more comfortable with, with what CNN was saying, they you know then then they started to shift. But you know you got to uh, imagine it, that that happened yeah. over time. So the initial study was for thirty days. So is that all it took to make people just a lit willing to think a little bit more about things? That's what it sounds like. Uh, Thirty days exposure to uh, you know some different thinking got you know that's just being a bit more yeah. yeah Fox News is just that radical. I bet I bet if you watched Fox News for just thirty days, nothing else, that you would become more radical. You know, just like some of these people. You know, I, I think I I think that I think it's what you're watching. I think it's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I if you if that's all you're exposed to, yep. then that becomes your reality. Mm. I I I have seen in uh, family members the transformation from happy people into people who were fear fearing of everything fearful angry and just dis- yeah 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 they yeah. slip into that Dissident. yeah yeah that I, I it's interesting it's an interesting result um i mean how do you replicate it right i mean man it's- yeah it's but it, it does say something about our culture well very much so uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, Trump just had the, another big assembly where he actually said he's probably the most honest person ever. And, like, and, and we can show – yeah, hell? and here's the thing is that we can show that he's the that he's the biggest liar ever, right? Yeah. And we can show that, but, but people watching Fox News, they're not getting that information, right? When you look at – when you, I mean – Every statement has to be so grandiose. Yeah, exactly. Time, yeah, ex- yeah. He, I mean, he's a total narcissist. Do it narcissist. three. T- say it three times. It helps to make <laughs> them the, do. Uh, helps people to remember what you're saying. Well, and he's, he, you know, he is a part of that. If the louder you say it, the more true it is. To, you know, types of yeah. That as well. He did an awful lot of studying on uh, on uh, Nazism, and uh, he studied up on. Hitler because he did appreciate Hitler's views and uh, the way he did things. And Hitler was a very smart man. He wants to be a dictator. I mean, we knew it, it's obvious from the start. And, oh. and here's the thing is that <clears throat> we, we noticed that <laughs> yeah, let's get political for a second. Anytime the Republicans are saying the Democrats are, do, are going to do this, they're already doing it, right? We we should oh, yeah. investigate them just for saying that the the, the Democrats are going to are going to cheat on the election. And what do we see? We find Republicans all over cheating on the election, right? And when and when Ted Cruz says the Democrats don't believe in democracy anymore, who who is he really talking about? Right, because they're because they're saying the quiet part out loud that the Republicans they, they, they you know that's not what they want anymore. They just want to you know. I mean, it's 
You know, guys, um, I, I did know. suddenly became concerned that the Republicans are harming children in pizza parlor <laughs> basement. Exactly. <laughs> and sending them off for sex camps off, yeah. on, off on Mars. All right, no, I, I find it amusing that um, the one our, our, our new justice here that just got um, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, they were going off on her being um, sympathetic to pedophiles. Okay. And oh my God. Donald that... Trump <laughs> Jr. Donald Trump Jr. was going off on that. It's like, are you aware of your father's it, history? Okay. <laughs> so here he's in, can can we talk about that case real quick? That the one that the, the one that they are that they are trying to broad brush her on. Because that particular that particular por- um, child porn case, the the guy admitted that that he was that that he'd get it, and he, so he admitted yeah. guilt, right? So so right. so there so there was no trial, so it was just the sentencing piece. He he also only possessed it. He didn't take any of it. Yeah, he didn't. He, he the only time he spread it was because the undercover cop was busy asking him for it, and stuff. Oh. he actually hadn't spread it before that. Yeah, and so, so he, uh, you know, right. So so there's some some things like that. So the prosecution asked for for such and such time. Right, they they said give this one, and and she went and looked at national sentencing guidelines and looked at what yeah. other people have done in similar cases, and she actually came back and gave him more time than the prosecution had asked for, but it, but it was but it was below the maximum that she could have given him, and these Republicans were like, just give him the maximum. It's like, oh, okay, I I, I hate child porn, but and, but even even as much as that, considering the facts of the case, it did not warrant giving him the maximum sentence. Yeah, there was nothing right? suggesting he yeah. was a dangerous criminal. The, the, you know, like I said, one point, he didn't create the porn; he just possessed it. So yeah. he wasn't the one abusing the kid. Nothing suggested he was dangerous. Nothing suggested he was going to go on the run. Everything suggested he actually felt bad and realized, yeah, this was a mistake. I, I, um, you know, there, there was no nothing in there that yeah. suggested he would keep doing it again. But they're not telling you any of the facts about the case. Yeah. They're just talking about the fact that she the, that that she didn't give this guy the maximum sentence. So now she's easy on chi- on on child abusers on porn on child porn. It's it's it it is just well, you shows how dishonest the, the reporting white, is. You know, if you, if you have like any kind of thing in yeah. the area of endangering child, and and I can uh, certainly understand that. You might want to be careful around uh, this guy and children. Now you don't want. Yeah, uh, there's no reason. Uh, uh, he... and yeah, you you want you want that uh, required summer. I, I don't know uh, uh, the exact best he... way to yeah, approach he's... that very sticky situation, but uh, but he is a registered uh, sex offender. We just got to like anybody who's like uh, uh, slightly in that. We've got to throw the book at them as hard mm. as possible. No, I, I, I mean, yeah. if if we listen to the conservatives, we need to go after a guy who says runs a child um beauty pageant and barges into the dressing rooms in order to see the young girls in various states of undress. You know, we should go after a guy like that, say, uh, who, who comes to mind that um, bragged about doing that? Oh, uh, the Oompa Loompa? The, uh, the Oompa Loompa oh, yeah, that was our president? You have, understand, <laughs> you have to understand about Trump that that he's attracted to the pussy. He's, he's magnetized to it. Yeah. But no, that, but here's... He just... Uh, you know that he just sees it and and he has to have it. Here's here's the thing, but with Kentucky Brown Jackson, that she's she is she has he's been on many different courts. Imagining his own daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. Kentucky so, yeah. K- Brown Jackson has been on more courts than anybody else that that's on the Supreme Court. So, so she's she's done yeah. more things. She's written over five hundred opinions. Of those five hundred opinions, seventy of them have have gone to the um gone to the appellate court. Of those. 
Um, ten initially were overturned, but the Supreme Court overturned that. So she's down to seven. And of and, and so so when you start looking at that, of, of those seven, it, it, even more she's um, you know the, the, some of those were made because certain courts went one way, and certain courts went on the other. And she and she knew that it was going to be appealed, and so she she went with the way that her circuit thought that they were going to go, and she was wrong. And but but when you look at other circuits, they've gone other ways on this. So so she her opinions have, have been fairly solid, right? They're not oh getting overturned all all over the place, and she's been on a lot of different courts. I you know Brian, I I don't understand why you know why you're focusing on her on her qualifications and her abilities because that's not really what this is about right you're supposed to find someone that agrees with you on all the political stuff so that you can make them your puppet <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah i mean that's that's the american way man yeah, exactly <laughs> he ran so, out of string yeah anyway i think that she's fantastic and and, yeah. and that wasn't even supposed to be about the podcast but i i but her i think her judicial yeah. record well, is good still, it, it backs up what we're saying you know there's a certain level of i i will call it brainwashing that goes on that yeah. so so many people get caught up in, and you know, it, the more you get exposed, I, I think that's what a lot of conservatives are afraid of is the exposure. It's like the whole um, "don't say gay stuff in Florida" right now. They they want that. that oh, our kids need to be safe from this um, indoctrination. The indoctrination um, says we should teach kindergartners to not judge people because LGBTQ is not next necessarily a sexual thing. It is relationships. If a kid is old enough to accept their mother and father having an intimate relationship and kissing and being um, intimate with each other, even if they don't know the whole spectrum of it, why is it a bad thing for them to understand that actually it, sometimes it happens between a woman and a woman and a man and a man? You don't need to go sexual with it. You just need to go to they are in a relationship. They care about each other. They want to be together. Hey guys, remember remember the good old days uh, when the um, when the whole rhetoric uh, uh, criticizing sex education was that oh we'll be teaching uh, basically kindergartners how to have raw dog sex or something. <laughs> yeah, that that, was, that, that was, you know specifically the term was age appropriate sex education, which uh, for some reason the age appropriate it was ignored completely. It's like oh my god, they're going to teach kids about sex. Yeah. Well, on that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. <laughs> goodnight, everybody. Good everybody. That is another. That is another T-Rex species in the can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.